Pandemonium reigns. Yo, welcome. Thanks for being here. All the nice things that I could possibly say to you. Uh, thanks for joining Pandemonium Reigns. Thanks for uh, letting us tickle your ears. We're excited to be here. Mike, are you excited to be here? I'm excited. This is a fun subject that we're going to tickle those ears with today. Wait, I'm excited for it. We're going to tickle them. Hey, um, the only thing better than Pandemonium Reigns is what, Mike? Do you know? No, I don't. I don't know. More Pandemonium Reigns. We're throwing a That's bonus true. episode at these guys. This is so, true. So we're going to talk coaching carousel coaching carousel uh and we got the college football world um never lacks content right i mean it's just it's just always there and i've got some comments some things i especially want to say with the new auburn head football coach hugh i'm gonna say his middle name is douglas freeze i don't know it's actually danny hugh freeze oh I did not Danny, Danny Hugh, Hugh Freeze. Freeze. Oh, that's okay. a terrible, terrible combination <laughs> by Mama Freeze and Daddy Freeze. Oh, yeah, oh, D- Danny Hugh Freeze Jr. Excuse me, oh, pardon me, Junior. Uh, well, well, for what it's worth, it feels like down on the plains it is freezing over. Auburn fans, I don't see a lot of positivity or excitement over this, and I have comments. I have a lot of comments, and uh, so I just want to know, like, what do you think? I mean, if you're an Auburn fan, you know, what's up? You're probably a little worried um, because now not only do you have and, – and listen, lots lots more things are legal now than they used to be, mm-hmm. but not only do you have Bruce Pearl on campus on the planes, you now got Danny Hugh Freeze, and I think I heard a rumor – that the NCAA headquarters were going to move down from Indianapolis to Auburn. Did you hear that, or is it just me? I did not hear. Is this oh, a joke? Okay. It is a joke. It is a joke. <laughs> I was like, um, wait a second. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. Um, I was looking into Hugh Freeze, and I, I was looking into some of these coaches that we're going to talk about earlier today uh, with some downtime that I had. And if listen, here's another joke. It's it's actually not a joke, but if you if you need a laugh, go to Hugh Freeze's Wikipedia. And look at all the vacated wins because there's so many Ole Miss seasons that are 0-6, 0-7, 0-5. They would not vacate a win over, you know, Marshall or somebody, UTC. Yeah. Those wins didn't get vacated, I guess, because they, ha- they happened in the middle of all the other games, but they did not get vacated. So if you need a laugh, go to his Wikipedia and have yourself a laugh. Yeah. Now, from the football side of things, Auburn nailed it, I think. Okay, but yeah, agreed. With the other baggage, this is so this is so frustrating for me on so many levels beyond football. Well, can you remind our listeners what the baggage actually is? What got Dude. him terminated in you know in a short summary there? Well, he got terminated from Ole Miss because he was paying for the recruits before the NIL era existed. You want to tell and them he, how, how he was paying them, and, and he was using his Ole Miss phone his state school issued phone to hire escorts and for, I guess for maybe himself and for players, I don't know. Is that what we're going to call them? Yeah. That we're going to call them <laughs> escorts. Cause that's the, ex, uh, the, you know, the accepted societal word. It's an all inclusive um, word, all inclusive word, big, big inclusion there. But what, I mean, I guess, you know, what bothers me as much as that is, frustrating as that is and disgusting as that is is his social media handling while he's been at liberty just this year is basically as bad as all the stuff at Ole Miss I mean almost yeah I mean he's he's messaging sexual assault victims and defending the I think Baylor AD that was wrapped up in the deal there I don't know who he was mess who who was the assaulter in that scenario but he's messaging victims and going to bat for these bad people and things like that so like i said from the football aspect i think they nailed it from the person aspect the individual aspect they couldn't have missed further i mean i understand the embarrassment um and and what i was going to say societally what bothers me is he can be stashed away at liberty over in in virginia 
Uh-huh. And nobody cares. Yeah, he's a bad person. He did dumb things. He's stupid. Yeah. Yada yada. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But when he gets back in the in the limelight, back in the SEC, we just bring it back up. Why don't we care when he's at Liberty? I'm I'm not saying I'm not giving him a pass. I'm just saying why don't we care? Man, that's a great question. I, I, because uh, there's nothing on Twitter regarding that. I mean, and if there is, it's 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 far and few between. Yeah. Um, it's, you have to go back to the time of the hiring, and there there's there's just not much there. Nothing. Yeah. Of course, I get it. It's it's Liberty football, but right. I mean, you've got you've got the 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 left, and when I say the left, I mean the political left, all in an uproar uh, over this. Um, but nothing crickets silence when he got hired at at Liberty. And I do just want to sneak this in there. I know I interrupted you a little bit. You're good. In the, in the midst of all that, this guy accepted the 2014 Grant Teeth Coach of the Year Award presented by the Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Yeah, I, you know, I was reading on uh, maybe his Wikipedia, maybe just online. I can't remember. But uh, when I was digging into Hugh, Danny Hugh Freeze, because I, I just love saying that now. Danny Hugh. Um, he he would he was a frequent person to be contacted and speaking at churches and things like that while he was I think out of coaching and while he was at Liberty before this most recent uproar which again there was no reason not to be uproaring while he was at Liberty I'm just saying I'm just throwing that out there I'm not giving him a pass I'm just throwing yeah. that out there yeah but just a gosh I mean not doesn't look like a good human to me I'm I'm all about people getting second chances we all for sure for sure have gotten them but this is probably his third or fourth chance in all re- reality. And again, the most recent things that I have issues with occurred like over the summer of 2022, it's not eight to 10 years ago or something like that. And which there, if you want to look, there's plenty of stuff about his time in the high school ranks and over towards Memphis that you just, just not good stuff, not good stuff. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I mean, again, bad person, I think, but football wise, they probably nailed the heart. I I just wonder if it'll work out, if that'll balance out between potential NCAA issues, potential big character issues. And, Mm -hmm. and then the football side of things where at Auburn, you know, Josh Pate said, if the minute he, he wins 10 games, the detractors would be much less than they are now. Well, if you don't follow that up with another 10 win or even above that, it's going to be hot. That's the way Auburn works. Absolutely. And his, his, you can't really tell. I don't, I don't, I don't know where to find this either. His, his tenure and time at Ole Miss is, is, uh, got asterisks all over it because of the vacated wins. But the dude won at Ole Miss and the dude won at Liberty. He's 34 and 15, uh, at at Liberty, which that is a hard thing to do. Uh, and I'm sure being a private school, they've got some kind of academic standards over there. Uh, but but the dude is a winner. And so I started, um, started asking myself, I went back to 20, 2017 when, oh, what's his head, hired Greg Schiano for Knoxville. Yeah. And I started thinking, okay, the, t- the Tennessee fan base went into an absolute uproar and prevented that from happening. I started thinking about what's the difference. I'm like, oh, okay. Uh, I think I, th- I think that is the difference. I don't want to say it out loud yet. See if, see if you can answer that question. What is the difference between that and this hire? Well, the difference is what what my gosh, Sandusky was involved in while Shiano was at okay. Penn State, okay. and also equally, if not more, how bad of a football coach and <laughs> there it is, <laughs> potentially a person he yes. is. Yes. Okay. So, so con, 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 comparable moral issues, right? Yes. The difference in the Tennessee hire was. Shiano was not a good hire. He was not a good right. football coach. Uh, players did not like him. And so Tennessee fan base caught a lot of flack for that. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think the difference is between Hugh Freeze and almost every other power five football coach? Almost. I don't want to, I, I think there's good ones out there, but what, I mean, what do you think the difference is between Hugh Freeze and those guys? Uh, well, Ultimately, just to let's make talk it more, real. And I, I'm talking morally. Oh, morally. I was thinking from the football aspect. I was going to say he, he does have back-to-back wins over Nick Saban to his credit, but morally, yes. you know, I can't get I can't get past the things that are being brought back into light right now. So, I mean, he is okay. a Christian. He is a proclaimed Christian. Sure, and I hope he is. Again, I, I want to reiterate sure. what you said about second chances, and I really hope that's the case. And also, we don't know the guy. Exactly. You know, I, I don't know what's real and what's not. I just know that a lot of stuff is being brought up now that was fine while he was at Liberty, yeah. basically. Basically. Yeah. 
Uh, I think the differences between Hugh Freeze and most, again, I'm going to say most because I don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater here, is, is Hugh Freeze got caught. Yeah. Are you really going to tell me that every other coach is just spotless and blameless? Perfect in the eyes of God? Stop it. Um, you, are we really convinced that Nick Saban doesn't know about the cars and you know Trent Richardson and all that stuff before the NIL was a thing? Are we really going to play that card? Is that what we're going to do? I, and, no and, way. That, and that's my beef with it. Let's let's stop. Uh, I, I mean, because ultimately the difference is he, he got caught. Now, what yeah. did am I justifying what he did? No, it's not nope. what I'm doing. And again, I don't want to classify guys like uh, a Mark Richt or you know uh, a dude, the guy that's up there at there at uh, at Northwestern or uh, Fitzgerald. Uh, yeah, I think I think he's a I think he's a good dude. Um, uh, Bill Snyder, right? Who's yeah. who's who's done at Kansas State? I think there's names out there. Bobby Bowden, like who just don't but you're gonna are you really gonna tell me Jimbo Fisher doesn't have similar sins I mean and I, I hate to be you know saying being being able to throw names out there in 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 the negative light but we've seen some of his public stuff the way he handled the James situation and, and other things like that but my issue here is I don't know that there's that much of a difference other than he he got caught right right I mean, yeah so uh as far as football side of things go i think auburn nailed it absolutely i agree did you hear what uh free said in his uh hiring press conference i heard bits and pieces but nothing sticks out that i recall okay. off him so he was asked about the iron bowl nick saban he talks about how uh, he, uh, Nick and Terry, uh, are good friends, how they were good to him or kind to him, you know, during the, let's call it the fallout, you know, whatever. And, um, he says, but if I'm Nick, uh, how did, I forget how he words it, something along the lines of, I hope this is a nervous day for him. Yeah. Yes. And it should be, if I'm an Alabama fan, if I'm a Georgia fan, if I'm a fan of any team in the West, yep. Cause that dude's back. And yeah. he reached some serious heights in example being back-to-back wins against Saban in what, 2014, 2015. Now it took, yeah. some, took some miracles in 2015. Sure did. Regardless, yeah. he did it mm-hmm. uh, back when Alabama was um, uh, abusing people. Oh yeah. Um, so now he's got a higher ceiling in the plains of Auburn. He's got better resources. Uh, I, I think, I think the college football world needs to look out. And if I'm willing to bet, I don't know this for sure yet. Maybe you know. There's going to be some kind of show clause in his, um, in his contract, right? Oh man, he this this contract should be worded such that they have an easy, you know, no buyout if he does this or that. If he if he cusses, I mean, good grief, <laughs> then he doesn't get his buyout money. Like that's the way this thing should be written. I just I hope that uh, I hope it doesn't burn Auburn because I do like that place, but yeah. you know. Hopefully, Hugh can keep his nose clean because I'm about done with him based on everything I've heard. Sure. Um, yeah, I totally agree. It looks like his deal is six-year contract, going to pay him an average of $6.5 million, uh, a year, brought to you by ESPN. Um, also, one other thing, um, if we're getting ready to move on from Hugh Freeze, if Hugh Freeze doesn't work out, I can prophesy and tell you who the next Auburn football head coach is going to be. I want to hear it because I don't know. It's Butch Jones. Uh, Auburn seems to be going after these Arkansas State yeah. guys, Brian Harson, Gus Malzahn, now Hugh Freeze when he was there in, in 2011. There's another one, the name escapes me. Uh, but now Butch Jones, who I think went two and ten, something like that <laughs> up there in, I think, Jonesboro, Arkansas. Oh, the perfect uh, place for Butch. Losing it brick by brick. Yes. <laughs> yes. So um, uh, let's look at this from the football lens, not through a moral lens, because like you said, we don't know the guy. We do hope that he has really moved on from said things because what he did, I want to hear, I want people to hear this was not okay. We are not endorsing that. Uh, but I think he has in due time, you know, paid for his sins. He's been out of the conference for a long time. Um, and I mean, what else? What else are you going to ask for? I mean, I, one of my favorite second chance stories is is Michael Vick. I mean, yeah. the, the guy the totally changed man. So, yeah. Uh, here's to hoping that um, two things that again he's a changed man, and two that um, the Iron Bowl is lopsided in the other direction. That'd be great. 
stuff. All right. Um, who's the next coach you want to talk about? Because uh, we, 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 we spoiled Hugh Freeze. <laughs> I, I think I want to talk about – I think I want to talk about Matt Rule next. Yes. Good. Matt Rule. Uh, in terms of, you know, like who won the carousel, of course, there's, there's still some openings, and there's definitely going to be some moves that are still going to be made. Yeah. But a lot of the big moves have been made. And I think, uh, you know, yet again – Nebraska has has landed what seems like a perfect candidate for an unfortunate opening yet again, whereas we thought they nailed it with Scott Frost. Mm-hmm. Nobody thought they nailed it with Mike Riley from Oregon State. But with Scott Frost, we thought they nailed it. He was hot. He was winning at Central Florida. Um, he was from Nebraska, which was perfect. But with Matt Rule, I, I really do think there's a chance that they've nailed it here. If you look at his record, he's only 47 and 43 as a college coach. But that was at Temple when that program was absolute yeah. garbage and in, in which it's fallen back to garbage after him. Mm-hmm. And then that was replacing Art Browles. Talk about another scandaled coach, uh, just mm-hmm. absolute train wreck of a situation that Art Browles found himself in and, and helped facilitate, I think, down at Baylor in Waco. Um, and Matt Rule quickly, quickly rebuilt those programs. At Temple, his first year, they went 2-10, went and 10, followed up with a 6-6 six six bowl and a bowl berth. And then he, he he won ten games back to back seasons, ten yeah. and four one year, ten and three the next. At Baylor, it was a little bit uglier of a start, going one and eleven that first year. Followed that up with seven and six, which is just bonkers to think about with Absolutely. the offenses and the fireworks of that conference and the scandal that was in Waco. The sanctions that they were dealing the sanctions. with. Yes, I all don't of re- it. don't remember exactly, but I, I guarantee you there was uh, scholarship. Uh, restrictions and and all kinds of stuff, and you can't tell yeah. me players didn't leave out of there like the like a freaking exodus. Oh, absolutely! And then ultimately capping that off with an eleven and three uh, season before he made the poor choice for him of going to the NFL. Um, not going to hold that against him because sure. we've seen plenty of college coaches not not make that transition well. Right. But just a guy that has turned bad situations around quickly at two difficult places and two very difficult situations. I heard yeah. someone talking about. I'd love to give props to who it was like I cannot remember who it was but talking about the way that he digs into the high schools and the talent any any talent around or near or far getting into those places taking individuals that bigger teams have passed on and winning with those guys yeah and then I want to ask you this as far as when he was an assistant uh his time before being a head coach or even when he was a coordinator how many do you think he spent more time on the offensive or defensive side? Well, because of your question, it I, I feel like the answer is defensive, but I had not knowing the context of everything, I would naturally say offensive. But because of the question, it's, it's got to be defensive, right? It is defensive. I thought he yeah. was absolutely an offensive coach for longer than he was a defensive coach. If, if he had done any defense at all, yeah, this dude has spent nine seasons in the college ranks. Yeah. At, on the defensive side of the ball, where he's just spent four on the offensive side of the ball. Wow. At one point early in his career, it was like one season to the next. He went from like linebackers to like OC and quarterbacks coach. It was yeah. it was crazy. But yeah. again, just a guy that has has pulled off some remarkable builds. And again, you know, I don't want to hold that 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 part of the carousel against Nebraska because I think they're the only they're the only factor here that that can stop this from not allowing it to work because he, the, the builds that he's done, honestly, I think. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm looking at his uh, career history here on the wiki and we've got linebacker coach, defensive line coach, special teams, linebackers coach, special teams, linebacker. Now we're getting into the mid two thousands, assistant head coach at Western Carolina running game coordinator. That's interesting. And linebackers coach. Defensive line coach at Temple, quarterback coach the next year yeah, and recruiting right? coordinator. And I'm pretty sure that's that's when they took that jump, is it not? I think so. Okay. Uh 2008, OC and and quarterback coach. Uh now in 2011, he is offense coordinator, tight ends, recruiting coordinator, makes a jump to the pros, offensive line coach, <laughs> yeah. head coach in 2013 at Temple. And the the not enough credit is given to him for his time at Baylor from 2017 to 2019. Um, obviously, why the Panthers hired him, um, and then now at Nebraska, I think it's a home run hire. I um, uh, couldn't agree more. He seems like a really credible guy. Um, 
I'm I'm really looking forward to seeing what um what they're going to do in a terrible Big Ten West. Even though it did Absolutely. get some it did get some upgrades in a matter of like 72 hours. Oh yeah. Th- yeah. That that division took a jump and that's on top of Illinois having a strong year mm-hmm. and you would think that Brett Bielema would would build on that or maintain that what they did this year. Yeah. Um and then you know everything else was pretty ugly. Um Iowa had some moments here and there, but they were just putrid offensively. So that conference really took a strong jump quickly. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, So I guess that's going to lead us to Luke Fickle, is it not? Yes, I think it will. And this is where I struggled. And again, just looking at in in my eyes of like who won, who won the carousel. And I think I give the slight edge to Nebraska. I really do. Because again, of those situations that rule took over. Yeah. I mean, they're not, wrapped in scandal uh at nebraska they're not you know dealing with sanctions or anything like that they're just dealing with poor administration hires things like that you know a lower talent pool um not having the recruiting ties that you and i have talked about over time but again because of the builds that rules pulled off i think i lean him over fickle not that fickle is ryan day where he was handed a a loaded ohio state team i mean he did he was the interim there at ohio state for one year uh, over 10 years ago now which is crazy to think about um and again i'm not holding any of that against him Mm -hmm. but i think he just had a slightly easier job now he's handled it really well 63 and 25 overall as head coach Mm -hmm. if you look at luke fickles i kind of looked season by season there briefly earlier the guy just – he either loses close games or he wins. It's crazy. Like, he doesn't lose blowout in blowout fashion, which is impressive to me. I mean, again, not that Cincinnati is the toughest or the easiest job in the country. Hard job. Hard job, yeah. He's done well there. He's continued to build there. Um, I think he did have one four and eight – yeah, one four and eight season at UC in his first year. But, um, you know, again, he followed that up with 11 win seasons, ultimately reaching the playoff last year in 2021. Mm-hmm. You know, neither here nor there. We're not going to get into that, whether they belong, anything like that. They never stood a prayer against Alabama is the, is the point. Yeah. But, you know, mostly impressive stuff. And we kind of fell asleep here on Luke Fickle, I think, thinking he was content with, with Cincinnati or really, really waiting for, I'm talking about a blue blood. Ohio you know, State. Maybe Ohio State, something to that effect, when an opening comes up. And he kind of lulled us to sleep. And he was like, now watch this. I'm going to head to Wisconsin and y'all see what I'm going to do. Yeah, I mean, I mean that hire just really blows my mind, and I I think what people are not talking about enough is Wisconsin is sending a message. Hey, our, we're getting serious about this. So, yeah. uh, I don't think Luke Fickle takes this job if he doesn't have a conversation with Wisconsin and says, "All right, what are you guys willing to do to pour into the football program?" Because where I'm coming from, they're willing to take a jump into a Power Five conference, and they're and they're and they're doing all these things. Yeah. What are you going to do? Uh, Luke Fickle doesn't strike me as the kind of guy to just kind of up and do it anywhere. If the administration doesn't feel right, if he doesn't see the the long term vision for the football yeah. program, Wisconsin is not a. I don't. They, I don't see them as a as a stepping stone. No. To, to somewhere else. I think. I think you can win big there. I just think their offense has been so lost um, in 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 the nineties. Yeah. You know they're waiting on uh, what's his uh, that big running back from from the late nineties to come back. Ron Ron Dane. <laughs> uh, yeah, Ron Dane to come back but uh, my mind in here's where my mind keeps going inside of this uh move from luke fickle is what is as of right now if you're a cincinnati fan you're about to make this jump to the big 12 yes texas and oklahoma are leaving but you still got some dudes yeah in that you got some players out there right tcu who's about to probably going to go to the playoff kansas state who could who could who could really mess that up for tcu uh kansas uh, looks like lipole might be staying around you know yeah. if they can kind of build off that iowa state and matt campbell they're what watch two three years they'll have another great run um so they're, they're stepping into a much more difficult situation so if they don't get this higher right cincinnati is catching the raw end of this deal i'm wondering if i'm the administration at cincinnati saying all right um we feel like luke's gonna be here a while let's make the jump yeah but but now he's not so yeah you know i go what does that mean for cincinnati but i think it's a wisconsin i think it's a fantastic hire um it's it's gonna be so weird seeing um you know, a potential running quarterback uh, in in Madison, Wisconsin. Uh, Absolutely. Not, not the ace under center and the I formations under center. 
really looking forward to seeing, you know, how how Luke Fickle revamps uh, those offenses. But I think it's a heck of a hire, and and the dude racked up some serious uh, Coach of the Year awards. Oh yeah, in twenty twenty one, Home Depot, AFCA, Sporting News, Bobby Dodd, Eddie Robinson, Paul Bear Bryant, Coach of the Year. My goodness, uh, AAC three time Coach of the Year 2018, 2020 through twenty one and assistant coach of the year in 2010. Uh, I want to throw a, a little fact at you real quick before we throw things back at you. You know, before Ryan Day, he's the last Ohio State head coach to lose to Michigan. To Michigan, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, so. I, I looked into that 2011 season and just kind of trying to remember it, honestly. I mean, it just feels yeah, like so right. long ago now. But, again, went six and seven. I don't remember, you know, what the the actual condition of their roster was. I just know that it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So, you know, going six and seven there, not having been had a, a head coach before, but again, almost all those losses were close losses. I mean, he just does not lose yeah. games yeah. by very many points. And yeah. I think, you know, for as good as last season was, 2021, winning the uh, – or heading to the playoffs, this year is so impressive going nine and three despite replacing Desmond Ritter – uh, losing Sauce Gardner and I think another cornerback that I can't think the name of. I think they lost two corners back uh, there. Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant. That's it. That's why I couldn't think of it because yep. you know too obvious. <laughs> but th- I mean, they lost some. They lost some dudes off the team that won thirteen games last year. They yeah. they still managed nine and three again with close That's losses this incredible. year. Yeah, they hung with Arkansas when Arkansas was a much better team earlier in the year or a much stronger, healthier team earlier in the year. I'll say, but yeah, I mean, I I think. It's it's really close to dead even, I think, between Nebraska and Wisconsin, but I'll just, again, give Nebraska the slight edge on it. Yeah, I, I mean, I just, I'm just i really excited about the, the Matt Rule thing. And, you know, you and I on a previous episode talked about the Nebraska-Miami comparison. I hate to kind of jump back, even though we've, we've, we've spent some time on Nebraska, but Nebraska fans are loyal. Um, if I'm a Nebraska fan, I'm, I mean, I'm excited about this one. Um, Absolutely. You know, you know, through through grading scale, I think I think Hufra frees higher football lens is an A plus. I think the Matt yeah. Rule higher is at least like a like an A minus. Oh right? yeah. I mean, I think Luke Fickle was like B plus, A minus up there. I mean, back on a Luke Fickle, if <laughs> I mean this is a name that's been Thrown, been thrown around since last year when Cincinnati was really doing things and put put some put some dudes in the league mm-hmm. uh, with uh, with a Sauce Gardner who's really making noise, you know, uh, yeah. for the Jets. I, I mean, I'm, makes me want to go play a dynasty with Wisconsin. <laughs> <You know? laughs> yeah, like yeah. Uh, so I, I think it's a I think it's a home run hire for sure. Yeah. Now I'll be interested to see what does Jim Leonard do, um, you know, because yeah. he was the interim there. Yeah. Man, again, I just, you know, both the Wisconsin coaching search and Luke Fickle both just lulled me to sleep. I, you know, I kind of sure. thought they would be they they've stuck they've stayed in the house on multiple occasions over the years. So kind of felt like they might do that again. They didn't. They they made shockwaves throughout the sport. So credit to them. I'll just be I'll be really interested to see what becomes of Jim Leonard now. Yeah, that's interesting because we all kind of thought he was gonna be the guy there in Madison, right? I yeah, mean, absolutely. Uh, if he if he if he is not retained, uh, for one, I'll have questions about Luke Fickle. However, this Wisconsin defense was not well, but are we really going to put that on their defense because that offense was atrocious? It's hard yeah. for a defense to be good when your offense is not moving the change. Absolutely. Uh, so, um, I heard some Tennessee fans say, "Hey, bring Jim Leonard down here," and I was even one of those for a second. I have since recanted. Um, I'm, I'm back in love with Tim Banks. I just think we caught the short end of the injury stick in the secondary, but we're not talking about Tennessee. We got more coaches to talk about outside of Knoxville. Uh, who you want to move on to now? Uh, one quick thing before we do move on. I do hope that the Cincinnati coaching search does not cost Tennessee, not to, again, not an orange cast, but I hope it doesn't cost Tennessee Alex Golish, but his time will definitely be coming probably in the next couple of years, if not this time around. Oh, for sure. For sure, it's, it's very it's broad. Coming. He's a hot, he's a, he's gonna be a hot name, one hundred percent. Absolutely, but yeah, keeping it within the folks, we're keeping it within the realm of the NCAA football series coaching carousel. And every time that carousel makes a move, it's not always that someone left or someone made a splash higher. 
there are contract extensions. There are guys that stay, which should tell you that we're going to talk about Lane Kiffin. Mm. Yeah, I have one quick question on on Lane, and he got some he got some coin now on this yeah, contract. He, he got he got some time and some coin on this contract. Was there not a thing in the state of Mississippi where there was a number of years limitations on contract for coaches or financial limitations or something like that? You know, it couldn't exceed so many years or so many so many millions. Was that not a thing? Because again, this contract is pretty long and very lucrative. Uh, you know what? Now that you say that, uh, I, I thought so. We I'll have to go back and 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 look into that, man. I don't remember, but I I want to say that was. That was something, but yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it was a thing talking about uh, Dan Mullen over the years. You know, when he was still at Mississippi State before he made the move to the East to Florida, I thought that was a, a stipulation for him. Maybe that's changed. I don't know. It was just curious to me because, again, long-term contract, lots of lots of coin for Lane Kiffin, and yet again, when I was looking into these coaches, the ones that came to mind. Um, of course, we're probably not. We're going to miss something along the way here, but sure. talking, to, thinking about Lane Kiffin. 84 and 45 as a college coach. Can you believe this man has coached 120 college football games? That that feels impossible. I mean, 2009 was a long time ago. Was a long time ago. But looking into his records at his four stops, seven and six at Tennessee, 28 and 15 at USC. I know that it ended poorly, but yeah. I was surprised that that he had almost twice the number of wins than losses out there considering that he got left on the freaking uh my gosh the word has left me the he got left waiting on a plane oh he yeah fired on the runway my gosh there it is good lord uh <laughs> words he is hard. Off, yeah words are hard pulled off 26 and 13 at florida atlantic with some very impressive seasons down there mm-hmm. and then he's currently 23 and 12 at Ole miss the only thing that i can kind of think about lane you know, just thinking back to how he gets mixed into every coaching search these days is that he does have some weird losses like this year, losing these late games when his name has been involved with Auburn and, you know, again, coaching searches, even Nebraska at one point, cause he was born in Nebraska. Oh yeah. Um, you know, losing to Mississippi state, losing to uh, LSU the way that they did. Of course, LSU mm-hmm. turn, is just a weird team this year. Mm-hmm. There's just some weird losses, excuse me, along the way. But, you know, again, this contract comes out. We're told that Ole Miss is going to make investments in football that, that they have not made before. I don't know, man. I, I guess good for them, but I still just can't believe, I can't bring myself to believe that Lane Kiffin will be there long term when anything better than Auburn comes calling. Well, I mean, he was the hot name for the Auburn job, right? I mean, at least, yeah. I mean, that's what the that's what the media was driving. Now, yeah. obviously, the media is not indicative of what's actually going on in the conversations that are ha- happening behind the scenes. But yeah, my thought was Lane Lane Kiffin was the first call. So, I don't know. I mean, and I've and I've kind of gone back and forth on if I'm an Ole Miss fan, like what I'm thinking um, about this Lane Kiffin extension. Um, I think I feel good because I don't want to go through a coach coaching search and yeah. he has taken us to new, to new heights, but you got some, got some bad losses on there. Yeah. Um, and, uh, this was a really great opportunity to beat Bama and you weren't able to capitalize. It's, it's you have mentioned that Stoops has reached his ceiling at Kentucky. I know that's how you feel is, is, has has Lane bumped his head on the ceiling in, in in Oxford? You think, man? If he exceeds ten wins, you know which which is the current ceiling down there. I, again, I'll just be impressed, and I was was really impressed this year with again how different they are offensively. Considering they had Corral, they had a run game last year, but they could throw it on just about anyone last year, and how good Corral was in those receivers. Um, so I mean, again, if he exceeds the current ceiling, I will just be blown away. Mm-hmm. But to do that i mean it's it's just going to be so hard and it's only going to get harder so mm-hmm. you know we'll we'll owe lane some massive flowers and respect if if he's able to do that but right now it just does not seem very likely or doable yeah so i guess we're going to have to wait and see what what all these investments are if it's facilities if it's nil because he's certainly got some nil complaints we've heard them loud and clear sure but at the same time he's been probably the biggest victor in the transfer portal. A lot of those teams that finished high in those transfer portal rankings, quote unquote, 
didn't have the record that you would think. Miami was up there. You know, I mean, there's just lots of teams that landed a bunch of transfers and it didn't bode well for them. O- look at Oklahoma. All they have transfers, yeah. um, you know. So I'll be interested to see how they do it. But I'll be, again, I'll just be blown away if they do it, if, yeah. if they exceed 10 wins and where they've been. Yeah, fair enough. I, and I would do want to say props to him uh, for Lane for adapting a system, uh, something that we've <laughs> given some flack to some other coaches about. Yeah. Um, Dabo. Um, <laughs> well, he's riding with a guy. But anyway, I mean, you, you get a transfer portal quarterback come in. Jackson Dart uh, does pretty well, 2,600 yards, 18 scores, eight picks. I think you. I think you should see some improvement in him next year. Definitely. But props to Lane for seeing something in that Judkins, right, and going to get him and do rushing for fourteen hundred yards. <laughs> also landing Zach Heavens out of the transfer portal, who ran for nine hundred <laughs> yards. I mean, they ran for thirty-one hundred yards on the ground in the season, which is just unreal. Unreal. I mean, you can't even you can't even do that on the video game. So you're right. Um, props to him, man. I um. With the addition of Hugh Freeze, Lane Kiffin, Leach is gonna is is gonna ankle bite you, you know, here and there. I, I don't know if he'll ever eat, eat, uh, get to ten wins, but I fully expect him to hang around that eight and four, nine and three. Um, and then you've got Brian Kelly, who I think at this point is fair to say who's only going to continue to trend up. You would think uh, Saban is still there. Sam Pittman, we'll see. I, I don't know. Um, the West just got a whole lot tougher. Sure uh, did. So it's interesting. Interesting. All right, let's move on to the next guy. Yeah, we have we have tackled the big fish. I just want to know your thoughts on um, Brent Key, Georgia Tech. There, um, actually, I think that uh, that interim tag was removed. You know, it's official now, but I think that interim tag was removed sooner than I even had realized. So they've officially um, named him. Yeah, yeah, he's the guy okay. down there. It looks okay. like. Okay. Um, you know, I learned some interesting stuff about Brent Key today. Um, you know, he played at Georgia Tech for George O'Leary. Um, his first job in coaching was at Georgia Tech. He followed George O'Leary down to UCF, and he was actually going to be the head coach in waiting oh, down there. Yeah. Um, and then, again, just doing some light reading today, I learned that George O'Leary was at UCF all the way to 2015. That, that blew my mind to think wow. about because it feels like more like 20 years ago than seven. Yeah. But we know they didn't go in that direction. They went with Scott Frost after George O'Leary resigned. I just wonder how that played out. But obviously at that point, Key went over to Alabama to coach their offensive line. And he also got a big resounding uh, recommendation from Nick Saban in this process, which probably didn't hurt. But yeah, I mean, you know, they, they fired Collins after those four games, uh, the first four of the season going one and three in those. And immediately they immediately turn around and beat a ranked Pittsburgh team at that time. They beat Duke in overtime who had some, it wasn't a great team, but it had some good wins. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They had some losses. The one to Miami sticks out to me because of how bad they were, but turn around and beat North Carolina who was mm-hmm. trendy this year, who was very hot. I- I'll be interested to watch that one. I don't know what to make of it right now, but they definitely did the thing that we begged Auburn to do. We begged other teams to do firing <laughs> their coach. Yeah. When it was crystal clear and obvious. They did that. And they rewarded it to the uh, guy who was their interim, Brent Key. Yeah. No, man, I like it. I, um, you know, the there was a name being tossed out for that Georgia Tech job, and I went, Bill O'Brien, uh, I don't think you're dynamic enough. No. Uh, very dry. I think you're going to have to have a, a guy who loves that school, loves that area, understands it in order mm-hmm. to kind of get it back on the ground. And, I mean – it was did things that Collins couldn't do with the exact same roster. Uh, yeah. I, do, I do. It does make me wonder with Jeff Sims transferring out. Um, maybe Sims is just wanting a fresh start. I've, I've said, you know, I'm, I've been in the ministry uh, for a long time now that anytime you introduce change, people leave. It's, it's, yeah. just, it's just what people do when change takes place. So maybe that has something to do with it. But I mean, all the, all the positive things, like you said, like beating North Carolina amongst other things. Um, he, he played offensive line, which is what I want to point out. And I think that is the position that you absolutely have to get right in a place like Georgia Tech. Obviously, it's key to to football. Uh, but you can win games um, uh, based off your offensive line. 100%. Uh, yeah. Uh, I think I think the question uh, – questions for, for, for Key are, can he recruit? And – is Georgia Tech going to be willing to modify academic standards in order to to help build that program? People were saying 
man, Deion Sanders, Deion Sanders. You know, <laughs> and the more that I thought about this, the more that I thought, man, Deion don't want to touch that. No. I just don't I mean there there was I've heard people say on TikTok and and some some guys who run podcasts and stuff and they're saying, "Well, they were willing to drop the academic standards, you know, a year or two ago or whatever it was." I still just don't think that Dion wanted to to touch that one. Yeah. Um, not that I don't think he could uh, uh redeem it, uh, build it into something respectable, but man, that is a heck of a a, a hurdle to mountain uh to get over. Yeah. He played at Georgia Tech, offensive line there. Started all four years, uh, which is funny because he's from Alabama. Um, yeah. And as you pointed out, being un- under O'Leary, one of the best, I think, uh, a name that doesn't get thrown out enough because of where he spent the majority of his time. But I like it, man. I mean, yeah, you're, you're same. Tech, so if you're a Tech fan, I mean, are you are you realistically saying, uh, man, I wanted Luke Fickle. Man, I wanted. <laughs> I wanted, uh, you know, I, I, we wanted Matt Rule, or I mean, really, yeah. I, I just don't, I don't think so. Uh, I don't know that you would have ever been in consideration for that job. Yeah, not if those guys had the offers that they obviously did. Yeah, um, I think Rule could have done fantastic things at Georgia Tech because when you look at a guy who, you know, there's there's others that just are masters of finding, you know, unheralded recruits, mm-hmm. taking them to heights that people didn't see in them. And Rule may be one of those guys. And if, if he could do that in and around Atlanta sure. um, in a conference like that, you know, might be softer competition than, than the Big Ten could present, present over 12 games every year or over nine, 10 conference games every year. Yeah. Um, you know, I think that he could have had a higher ceiling, but you're just not going to land those guys when they have offers like Nebraska, Wisconsin. Um, it is going to be fascinating to watch what Dion does. I mean, he's handling this and he's, he's like, we've talked about this and made this reference. He's like, a Trump being a president. He's not your typical old school football coach. He's out here announcing, yes, I've got a, an offer from Colorado and things like that. He's going to be fascinating to watch. Yeah. No matter where he goes, no matter what he does, he could stay for that matter. It's going to be fascinating. He's done well at Jackson state and he'll certainly recruit well, wherever he goes. And he would have ripped up the recruiting game in, in Atlanta and just, I mean, toured a new one. Yeah. is what he would have done. But how would he have handled the coaching? I don't know. So, yeah. yeah, Georgia Tech, you can't be mad about, like, not landing those big guys. And I think he, after the start that they had, earned it. Like you said, earned this uh, interim tag being removed and has now a shot to see what he can do down there. Man, crazy. I like it, though. I mean, yeah. Uh, so far, all these all these coaching changes, like, I'm, I'm in favor of. I, th- I, think it's, I think it's good hires. I think they're good fits. You know, I mean, yeah. obviously there's there's that extra baggage that freeze comes with, and, and if we're going to talk the fit uh, conversation, but anyway, yeah. Nonetheless. Uh who's next, or or is he the last one? He's the last major one. Um, I wanted to ask you if you saw who the University of Alabama Birmingham has hired. Oh no, I did not. I forgot about Bill Clark being uh, stepping down from there. Yeah. Uh, no, you want to give me, let's play a guessing game. Can you give me some, okay. hints? Give me some hints? Uh, yeah. I w- was a quarterback is a Westerner West coast guy. Um, all, I mean, just through and through West coast guy has now got some Southeast roots showing my hands. So all right. make sure people don't know I'm Googling. All right. So all quarterback right. from the West coast mm-hmm. with Southeastern roots. Ne- yeah. Late has, has got some recent Southeastern roots built in. If you guess this with your hands up high and not Googling this, I will be blown away. <laughs> can I, I mean, can you give me an error in which he played or something like that? Uh, played, yeah, he played quarterback in the 90s, early 2000s. 90s to early 2000s. Uh, yeah. Casey Clawson. Nope. Great <laughs> guess, but no. Uh, um, okay. Um, uh, fiddlesticks. Uh, what does it rhyme with? <laughs> <laughs> uh, it rhymes with spent Tilfer. Uh, i'll take trent dilfer for 200 bob they hired trent dilfer Dilfer. yeah whoa wow the coach the the southeastern roots now of course being coaching high school ranks at lipscomb academy i believe it is in nashville wasn't he the Um, one who did the elite 11 quarterback he absolutely did so so he's stepping out of that huh I, I guess so. Yeah. I mean, he's, he is making a big jump from, I, th- I think not being in coaching to high school ranks in Nashville, Tennessee to UAB. Yeah. Uh, and that, and that's a program that's been through some adversity with potentially shutting the program down. I think they may have even done it for a year. Yeah. Um, they have some, some Tennessee flavor in that athletic 
athletic department with Mark Ingram there, the AD. Um, Bill Clark's a guy that you and I think a lot of. Yeah. And, you know, I think I think the timing of him stepping down was probably to try to give the guy that has been the interim, Brian Vincent, give him a shot. And I think some players were even wanting that to happen. That's obviously not going to be the case. Like I said, they've gone with Trent Dilfer. So nothing huge there. But again, just will be fascinating to watch, see if he can establish himself at this at this level as a coach and, and see what happens. Wow. Okay. Wow. Wow. Hey, uh, I, I'm going to ask you a question based off all uh, to get um, for all the coaches, but I do want to say one thing. And since we're talking coaching carousel before we move on, uh, you know, a name and, and that's now out there for the coaching market is Will Hilly being let go at yeah. uh, Charlotte. So there is a, um, I, I want to be careful. I know somebody who is engaged to a player who played under Healy. Okay. Okay. Um, and uh, when I talked to him, um, his words were coach Healy is going to have to learn how to treat his players better in order for him to be a head coach. Uh, that. yeah, because it's not what we thought. Right. right. Um, Hey, hey, my hands are up. I'm not saying that Healy is a bad dude. I'm just relaying a message. Uh, Michael and I have been actually been really big fans. Oh yeah. Healy since he's a Chattanooga, uh, Chattanooga guy. All right. So when Butch Jones was hired at Tennessee, the question was, can he recruit? Remember that? Sure. Yep. Can, he can he recruit? Um, when when Pruitt was hired, I'm not sure what the question was, but uh, we knew that he was a football coach. We knew that he could recruit well because he'd done it. Uh, I guess the the question was, can he handle you know being the CEO or whatever? And yeah. He could, and he couldn't. Um, <clears throat> turns out, Bush Jones was a used car salesman, by the way. Yeah. Based off these coaches, Hugh Freeze, Brent Key, um, Luke Fickle, and Matt Rule. All four, can he what? What is the question that they are asking based off, you know, uh, for Matt Rule? Can, um, is it can he recruit? Is it, you know, can he – I mean, it's it's not can he can he be CEO because we've seen him do that. So, yeah. Matt Rule, you would say, you know, what's what's the question? What's the verdict that we need to get answered on Matt Rule? Uh, the word that I would use after after can we is can he sustain it? Okay. Because of the the quick, I mean, just meteoric rise for rule for his programs that he's been at. I don't think he'll be looking, you know, to take another leap to the NFL by any means. I don't think he'll be looking for another college job unless it's just, I mean, you know, an absolute established blue blood. But even then you're talking about, do you want to replace the guy? That's not a topic for today, but can he sustain it? You know, he's not been at any of his stops for more than, Looks three like years, Temple, three, for, four years. Yeah, Temple for four years, Baylor for three. So, I mean, can he sustain it? Can he do it for the long haul if if he has some early success? Okay, okay. My question actually on him is similar to Butch. Can he recruit? That's um, fair. Uh, Temple and Baylor have something in common. Is, is Temple's located in Pennsylvania. It's a, it's a great recruiting ground. Baylor, obviously, in Texas, great recruiting ground. Nebraska, it's not. Uh, yeah. And I th and I th and I don't think that I'm not saying this in in question so much to Matt Rule as I am to whoever is the head coach at Nebraska is this situation that you're in. Can you recruit? Can you win? Can you win those guys in the transfer portal? Can you convince dudes to come? Not any dude, but can you convince those dudes, those ball, those ballers, those those guys, those studs to come play in Lincoln, Nebraska? Yeah. Okay. That's, that's so that's, fair. That's so that's, fair. That's my question. Yeah. Hugh, Hugh Freeze, can he what? It's real simple for me with Hugh. I Keep mean, it in his pants. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, where's, the, where's the where's the sensor button? Sorry. Oh, sorry. That's even simpler than I was going to keep it. I was, and and it's it, no, it's different. It's different than Matt Rule because Matt Rule is really his first failure was in the NFL. So that's that's it is what it is. Can Hugh Freeze be there in 2027? In five years, 2028. Can he be there at that point? Can he keep himself out of trouble while also meeting the on-the-field expectations at Auburn, which is going to be beating Alabama more, you know, frequently? Mm -hmm. It's going to be it's going to be getting to Atlanta, probably winning the SEC is going to be the the expectation if he has success, like we expect him to do from a football standpoint. But my question is, can he be there in five years? Okay, that's good. I, I think that's solid. Um, which is Okay, good question. Good question. Um, mine's a little bit different. 
uh, you and I have said that winning covers a multitude of sins. You 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 win, and and that just changes everything, right? You know, it, it's it's mm-hmm. crazy how all the stuff started coming out on Butch in 2017 when things started to trend down fast, right? Yep. All the stuff that started to pop up because you were losing. My question regarding Hugh Freeze is: Can he change the perception on himself? Very good um, question. Um, and can he do it outside of the winning game department? Um, can he change the moral perception on himself? And I think if he can do that, that is a big hurdle he can overcome because we know he can win, right? Know he can recruit. Uh, and now, you know, the difference between his his time at uh, Auburn uh, than Ole Miss is you've got the NIL game. So, you know, you don't have to do a lot of these things that you were doing. <laughs> yeah. So, um, uh, roll tide. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, there you go. Uh, Luke Fickle, can he what? Man, Fickle's the hardest one probably yeah. to do it because he's yeah. been so consistent. There's not, you know, he's not been a stepping stone guy. He's not been a, uh, a an immoral guy. So, I guess just thinking about Wisconsin – can he modernize Wisconsin? Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Dang it. You stole my thunder. <laughs> <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Can you, can he bring him, can he bring him out of the past? Can he do it? I think he can. I think oh, I, absolutely. I, I, I feel confident in answering that question. I can't speak to Hugh Freeze and I'm not sure I can speak to Matt rule yet, but I think he can. Um, Wisconsin. I think, I think they're a lot like Tennessee. If you can get, if you can get some dudes on the campus to visit, you know, I mean, Madison's number one college university in, in, in the country. So, or yeah. par, party school is what I meant. Party, so, party school. school. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and then there is, uh, what was the other one? I, I'm, I'm brain farting. Brent Key, Matt, uh, Lane Kiffin, we've talked about, you know. Let's throw that in there for Lane Kiffin. Why not? I mean, he's going on a year four? Yes. Indi- so ending year, four, year three? Year three's year four? Come, ending, yeah. Year four's okay. coming for Lane. Okay. Oh man, you you go first for Lane. Okay. So w- what I what I really like about Lane, if I'm an Ole Miss fan, is the losses. He doesn't want to talk about he, he was it, like uh, all this and that. And he's like, guys, we lost. <laughs> but w- I don't care about that stuff. I don't, I don't care about this stat. I don't care about that stat. We lost. That's what I want to hear out of my football coach. Okay. Yes. Now they're coming off a eight and four season. Is that yeah. right? Yep. Okay. okay. Uh, my 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 question to Lane Kiffin is: Can you can you raise the bar? Can you can you actually raise the ceiling at Ole Miss? And I think if there's anybody at uh, who could do it at Ole Miss, I do think it's Lane Kiffin. I think he can push that push that ceiling. Um, and I think that Ole Miss is getting into a position where they're ready to throw more money. Yeah, know, I think so. At football, realizing realizing potentially what they're capable of, you know, Saban's going to be on his final years at some point. The dude's seventy three yeah. years old. Yeah, you know, you you draw you draw um, Vanderbilt from the East every year. <laughs> yeah, I think it's looking good for you. Yeah, and and my question is similar, and and it really it kind of comes back to those losses that I talk talked about that he's taken at times, even last year when they had a really good year, is can he get to Atlanta? Well, you know, maybe that, maybe the SC championship game goes away, but can he be a top two? Because in the future, it's going to be the top two SEC teams. So can he be a top two SEC team or can he win his division if we maintain divisions in the SEC? Because that will require the consistency that you kind of talked about that I'm really, really wondering about when I look at these weird losses over time, uh, like this year. I kind of get it this year because his name was just out there for everything. And also they lost. Matt Matt freaking Corral last year, yeah. so yeah. you know I'm I'm a little grace for the losses this year. You would have liked to see him probably win nine or ten again instead of eight. But can he win his division and or get to Atlanta? I think asking the question "Can he get to Atlanta?" is a very similar way of saying "Can he raise the bar?" Right? Yeah, that's that's very true. Um, so very very similar thoughts there. Um, I believe that Ole Miss is one of two schools in the conference to never go to Atlanta. That's correct. I, Right, them and Vanderbilt. Yep. That's correct. Yep, Mississippi State's been there. <laughs> I mean, you got to go. You got to do it. You got to go. You got to do it. And then that leaves us with Brent. What's his middle name? I'm gonna say Brent. Brent. Brent Michaels. Brent Michael Key. <laughs> wait, Michael Brent. Key's. A, wait, Brockle Key's. A, uh, he's that comedian. Brent. Um, Brent is his middle name. So. Oh, here we go again. John. Yep. 
Jacob Brent. I don't know. What do we got? Donald Brent. Key. Oh, God. <laughs> Donald. <laughs> no wonder he goes by Brent. Sorry. Yeah, right. I hope my father-in-law's not listening to this. His name is Donald. <laughs> Love you. Love you, Papa. Oh, it's clear that you do. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> uh, for Brent Key, man, the Georgia Tech is just in such a mess. Mm-hmm. Can he win eight games within four years? That's that's really all I want to know. That would tell me a lot if he does. But eight games. And eight like, games. Win eight games over a span of four years. Sorry, sorry. Can he can he have an eight win season? I was like, because he's got four now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, my bad, my bad. Okay, poor wording. So can he get an eight and four year? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I think there's more than one. <laughs> I think there's more yeah. than one question. Big time. I, I think it's can he recruit? Can he change the culture? I think there's a lot of things. Um, my thing is, gosh, you're in Atlanta. You're in a you're in a division with parity. Can, can he? So I could word that to where it's going to be very similar to you. Um. This is this is this is going to be this is going to feel like a cop out. You're good. Can you can you be respectable? As in, can you when you lose? Was it a fight? You know, uh, do people dread? you know, uh, preparing for you. Um, are, are you going to get blown out 34 to three or are you going to take that game 34 to 31? Yeah. You, know, you know, stuff like that. And I think if you're doing that, you'll find bowl eligibility within two to three years. Yeah. Um, just, just make them respectable. I mean, they've been able to land some guys. They got Jameer Gibbs there. Yeah, right. absolutely. Um, all, all it takes is for someone like a Georgia or an Alabama with – I'm just talking about who was regionally near, uh, you know, Jameer Gibbs, is, is for someone to be undervalued. You know, find yeah. you someone – not the next because they're all individuals and they're all talented, but find you a Jameer Gibbs, find you a Quinshawn Judkins, a three-star guy that has a lot of potential, and you're going to have to do it at multiple positions because you don't have the talent of yeah. even an Ole Miss. So, yeah, I mean – you know, got to land you a quarterback, and you got to have you know got to have some playmakers to get it to. Okay, okay. I want to. Okay, you triggered a thought. I want to restructure this question. I want to reach. I want to change my uh, answer. Can you get the administration, the boosters, those guys to support you financially? There you go. That's can good. You, can you get the NIL dollars? Can you can you get those guys to pour into it to do some things to a very old stadium, right? Yeah. To to help you in recruiting. Can can you do those things? Uh, there you go. Uh, if can can you get financial support? If you can do that, I think you can actually get, you know, to be respectable. I think you can find six and six in two or three years at least. Yeah. Uh, I think you. I think you can make losses competitive. So, we'll see. We'll see. I mean, Georgia Tech is is not dead in the water, so much as I feel, honestly, like a Miami is. Yeah. No. Absolutely. I mean. I mean... They again, you know, they they had an ugly loss to Miami this year, but credit to Miami for showing up at least one week this year. I mean, seriously, I I I, I like their situation better than Miami's until things change, I, and that's just bananas to say. Yeah, but Miami is down bad. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mario Cristobal is gonna ha- he he is now in in prove it mode. You're you're gonna have to yeah. prove it at this point because you're you're getting ready to enter into uh, in, enter into year two. Year one's done. You're you're not oh, going, yeah. you're you don't get bold nothing. You're done. And Auburn, not Auburn. Excuse me. Uh, yeah, Auburn just showed us that. Hey, we'll fire you in year two. Yeah, we'll, we'll do oh, it. That's normalized now. So, so can't do this again next year. Can't even do anything like this next year. Yep. Um, one name we did forget to mention is old Dillingham getting taking the job at uh whoops Arizona State, but I don't know what to say about that guy. So yeah, I couldn't even answer that can he blah question because I just don't know that guy. I don't know what to think of Auburn. I'm sorry, <laughs> I say Auburn because of Bo Nix and because of Lanning coming from the southeast, but yeah. I, I don't know enough about Oregon to form a thought about their offensive coordinator this year. So uh, that's pretty much where I'm at on him. Good luck to him. Yeah, fair enough, fair enough. Well, that's going to bring us to the end of this Coaching Carousel special episode. Thank you guys for tuning in. Appreciate you 
letting us tickle the ears. Would love for, uh, if you're watching on YouTube, to drop a comment. Let us know what you think, whether you agree, whether you disagree. Uh, if you disagree, you can suck it and shut up. I'm kidding. Let us know. Um, I'm getting violent, bro. I was violent on you're the You're getting last. very violent. I don't know. I mean, the South Carolina loss is making me it bitter. It's making me it twitch. Ah, yeah. Stupid rooster crow and still crows <laughs> in my sleep. Um, oh, hey, man. appreciate you guys being with us. Make sure you like. We do this for free. We don't get any paid. We don't get any dollars off this. I mean, nothing. We do this for free. Our time, your ears. Click the like button. Click subscribe. That tells us you love us. Love is a verb. It's not a noun. Show us, okay? We love you guys. If you don't do that, um, then we don't love you. Facts. <laughs> Have a great day. God bless. And go balls. TBO. Reigns.